0: Hey there, it's The Real Deal with Camille, true stories of life as an entrepreneur. I'm Camille Diaz, and I'm an optimization coach. I teach entrepreneurs how to achieve their goals, streamline their business, and regain their life. In this podcast, my guests and I share real stories from our real-life experiences. We use our authentic voices, which sometimes include explicit language. If that's not going to work for you, tap out now. My guest today stepped onto a stage in seventh grade to sing her first solo and has continued singing and speaking to audiences internationally. Audiences love Delinda Lane's energy. Her combination of high-heeled glamour and tell-it-like-it-is straight talk will pull you in and keep you engaged. At the end of our talk today, you will know you have had an experience, leave feeling inspired, hopeful, and more confident. Delinda is from Las Vegas, where she recently held her seventh Wow the World conference for women, showing women how to shine their divine. She is the founder and leader of Fun Fearless Female, Global Community of Christian Women, and the author of Fun Fearless Female, How to Step into Your God-Sized Dreams. Delinda believes each woman is amazing, brilliant, and has greatness within to shine for the world. As a woman's empower mentor, she mentors women to empower themselves. Her mission is to help women realize their significance and value by encouraging them to stop the negative self-talk, believe in themselves, their gifts, and their value to their families and the world. When we got together to chat, Delinda shared with me what it was like when she and her husband were asked by their largest client to do something unethical. Instead, they chose to hold true to their core values, which meant losing 80% of their business and going into six figure debt. We have a wonderful discussion about values, choices, and options. Be sure to listen until the end for brilliant advice from Delinda's mother on how to reframe saying no. Hey, Optimizer. Ever have one of those weeks where you work super hard, barely get to take any breaks, and then when you finally cross one thing off the to-do list, five more items get added to the bottom and it is wearing you out. If that sounds familiar, try my new mini course, Calm the Chaos in 15 Days. Visit CamilleDiaz.com 15 to have some of my best chaos calming optimization tips delivered right to your inbox. That's CamilleDiaz.com slash 15. So Linda, I am so grateful for you to come visit today. Uh, This is this is going to be a great story to share with people because you had a business where and this has happened to me as well. Everything was awesome. And then it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about what happened.
1: Yes, you know, you get things clicking along, and I would say, you know, for about a good 15, maybe even 20 years, um, things were going just great, kind of through the 80s and the 90s. A lot of people were experiencing a lot of um, affluence at that time. You know, things were running better, um, whatever that means during that time period. Housing was good. Um, And my husband and I, we have a management company, real estate management in a apartment buildings okay mm. he's been doing that now my husband and i have been married for he just reminded me it'll actually be 45 years this year i keep Ooh. saying 43 can you believe that congratulations can they be that
0: oh that's what i can't figure out yeah, <laughs> i have that problem too <laughs> start counting up
1: oh. anniversaries like oh <laughs> i know i know it's crazy crazy good crazy good yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh he has always done real estate management and i actually I'm a real estate broker in the state of kansas i live in las vegas but i've been uh keep my broker's license in uh kansas and i've had it for over 40 years Mm -hmm. and so we have this uh, management company and uh, we've had several that we've owned ourselves so during this period of time that i'm talking about um, there was an owner that we worked for so i didn't do the day-to-day business okay that Mm -hmm. I was the test taker because you have to be a broker in every state that you that you manage property. So I was the resident test taker. And so I was the broker. And then my husband ran the day to day. And this client that we had um, was not let me just because I'm not going to name any names um, was, let's say, not an ethical person. And he had three management companies for three different sections of the of the country and we were the Midwest, okay? So um, my husband had to deal with him on a regular basis, but because his office was in Dallas, uh, he didn't have that much interaction because this is this is crucial to where the story's going. That's mm-hmm. why I'm giving this a little time. Well, no, you're good,
0: you're good. Background is good.
1: Okay, uh, so uh, we had, I can't even remember how many units, but we were a very successful company, but this client from Dallas, was about 90% of our business. Okay, mm. now we knew that if we were smart, and we talked about it, and if we were smart, we'd go find some other owners, so they would we wouldn't have all our eggs in one basket. But when things are going good, you kind of just get lazy, maybe, I don't know what it is. It's
0: so hard to be inspired to do that kind of thing when things are good. It's like, when things are rough, you're like, oh, I gotta diversify, I gotta get this, 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 you know, get some other stuff in place. And when things are good, you're like, it's
1: probably a good idea. <laughs> well, we should do that. We'll kind of put that on the back burner, but we'll yep. bring it up front, you know, and we just didn't. So yeah. um, this uh, this owner had a um a history with the other two companies of asking them to do something that he wanted them to do that bordered on that was unethical and mm. bordered on legal. Mm. And so we knew that the day would come when that would happen. And sure enough, it did. Mm-hmm. So, um, my, we, my husband and I, Bill and I had talked about it several times that if that happens, he needs to make the decision he needs to make and we will be fine. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. You know, be true to yourself. Right. Yeah. So, uh, the call came and we had 30 days and, and that's it. Cause in a management contract, everything's on 30 days. Mm-hmm. So in 30 days, we lost 90% of our business. And to just paint you a picture, we had three different, um, regional offices. We had one um, in uh, Oklahoma. I'm trying I can't remember exactly where it was Mm -hmm. and uh, one in Dallas and then one in Kansas city. Mm -hmm. So we had three offices where we had to uh, close the offices, um, uh, let the people go. That was the hardest of all of it. Really letting the people go was the hardest. Um, And we had over six figures, six figures of debt. I mean, you know, things are going great. And as long as it is, we could pay it. Right. Yeah. So I didn't really worry about it because the money kept coming in. But right. So dumb when I look back at it. <laughs> but we learned, we learned some lessons during there. We and did. so it really uh you begin. And if anybody's had any financial issues, I know that you know that you're gonna get calls from the credit card people. You know, I had to break the leases on the the places where our offices were, we had leases on office equipment. We don't, as a management company, you don't really own anything. I mean, mm-hmm. not, not like we have widgets in a warehouse and you have all that stuff. But we do have copy machines and things like that that you rent just as part of your normal everyday business. Yeah. So part, you know, just doing that, and then, like I said, the the calls from the credit card companies and Uh, shutting down the offices. So I had to go have those uncomfortable, dang it, they were just uncomfortable meetings.
0: (laughs) Those are just, so I've been through this process of breaking the lease and shutting down an office and having things that you rented and things that you bought that you thought you would be able to pay for over the next few years. And now you can't and all of that kind of thing. And it is really rough. And I will agree with you. The staff part is the hardest, whoever you've got working for you. And you're like, sorry, everything went sideways, job ends tomorrow, you know, that, that's really the hardest. But kudos to you both for making the ethical decision to not do this thing that was definitely unethical and borderline illegal. Uh, (laughs) Because what would have happened, you know, if I just think what would have happened if you had done that thing, and then it was illegal, and now you lose your license, and you lose your business anyway, and you can't practice this anymore or anything else that requires a license. You know that, you know. Good job for doing the right thing, even though it was a really, really hard thing.
1: Well, thank you. Um, and you know, in for us, there it's always a choice. And I guess if I, any audience that ever hears me speak, um, I am so about choices. I mean, Mm -hmm. we had a choice, like you said, we could have gone the wrong, you know, uh, the wrong way is how I looked at it or, you know, stay true, stay true to our core values. And I think that's one thing when you're looking at making choices about anything, it should always line up with your core value of who you are authentically yourself, because if you go against that, you're not going to be comfortable. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to have joy. And figuring that one thing, and sometimes y'all it takes a little time you think, "Oh, yeah, I know what my core values are." But until you really sit down and you think about it, and really it takes some um, kind of like brain dumping. you know when i when I actually teach on choices, uh, uh, I do that where you know, really dump your brain. what are what are you doing in all your activity, and is it lining up with your core values? Um, because again, you're not going to have joy or peace or anything like that if you don't. So it's absolutely so none of those things.
0: None of those things. If you're not, if your business isn't aligned, if your life isn't aligned, if you're doing things that, you know, do not sit well with you, you're always going to be miserable because you're always going to have that internal conflict of, like, yeah, yeah, well, I know yeah. this isn't right, but I have to do it. And I hate when people, I mean, I'm hates a strong word, but it frustrates me and it kind of saddens me when I hear people say I didn't have a choice.
1: (laughs) That is my biggest. Yes, you do. We always have a choice. Even if you don't think you do, you know, there is. And and I would say anybody ever, if you're really in a situation where you feel you do not, you cannot even see you have a choice, feel free to reach out to me. Because that is a gift I have. I can always, always, and that's thanks to the Lord. That's just a gift he gave me. But even because what happens is even not choosing is choosing. Right. You know, if you're looking at making other choices and you're you say, Well, I'm I'm not gonna make a choice, well, that you're making a choice by not making a choice.
0: That's your choice. Okay, you've decided to it allow is. someone else to choose for you, but yeah. that was your choice. So yeah, really I is. I get so frustrated by that. Well, I didn't have a choice, so I just didn't. It. It's like, really? You didn't you could have not.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, might've,
0: that might have that might have been a worse choice, but it was another option.
1: Right. It is. um, You know, and i the one I hear a lot, and I'm I'm sure you do too, Camille, is, um, well, I just hate my job and I just don't have a choice. I just have to keep working here. And it's like, no, you don't. You know, first of all, we need to change. We need to choose a different mindset. Let's Mm -hmm. choose how we go to work every day. But in the meantime, look at what other things begin looking at. What would you like to do and start setting yourself up for something else? Because you yeah. really can, and it might take you some time, but there is, as you said, there are still really are choices, and so always, um, always an option, always an option, option. yes, always and, an option.
0: Uh, I mean, Talk a little bit about the choice you made to embrace your voice, because you didn't always do that.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's sort of my beginning of my beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was raised in a very strict household, and anybody who's listening to me and people who follow me. I'm sure they get so tired of hearing this story, but it is my story. So it's kind of hard not to share. You got to
0: share your own story. That's the story you have.
1: Nobody else, except this story is very common. My Mm. story is very common. Um, So my dad was in the Air Force and we, my, both parents were from the South Mm. and we went to the Southern Baptist Church. Now, if anybody knows anything about those, my life was very rigid, very strict and narrow and basically told that children should be seen and not heard only speak when spoken to, and, uh, you know, pretty is as pretty does. So then, particularly as a girl um, raised in the South, um, girl, there were certain expectations that how we were raised, you know, how we're supposed to behave and how we're supposed to look. And the whole thing of looking for a husband, because it's not really, you don't really need to have a career, just go to college to find a man. It's Mm. so weird when, you know, and some of the young girls now, I'm sure when they hear this, they think, are you kidding me? But that is how it was. That was, was how
0: it was. It yeah. really was. It really was. I I think they think are making it up. That. And uh you know, <laughs> heard all of those things, seen all of those things put into practice. Not quite sure how I managed. I mean I guess it was just the choices that I made, uh, managed to go from being super shy and very much rule follower, will do what I'm told, not talk to anybody, you know, that type of person um so now, you know, independent, speak your mind, entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> right, right. And who who would have thought? Who would but, have thought? You know, so then, like you, it was years till I really did realize that I had a voice and a choice. Yeah. And uh, one of my first biggies, because it is a journey. It just does. You don't wake up tomorrow morning and now you make every perfect choice. No, no. gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you begin the journey and realize how many different areas that you can make different choices. And so now I, you know, now I believe I have a choice in every single area. There's nothing I don't have a choice over, yeah. but that was a long, long time coming. And you know, if, right. if you're one of those out there that are listening and you feel like you often don't have choices in certain areas of your life, well, the truth is you do is just learning about what that is and, and how to do that. So one of my first ones was, um, so I'm a singer I've always been a singer. My uh, dad used to, you know, sing for the relatives and all that stuff. So I decided when I was going to go to college that I was going to major in music. Mm. Well, my mother was not very happy with that idea. Now she she was an encourager. I mean, my, she's a positive person, but my dad was my cheerleader. Okay, mm. mother was um, no, you need to either be a teacher or a secretary because again, those are the two accepted That's things, right? right? You're That's never right. going to make a living at music, and that she was right. I've never. Could you have been a
0: music teacher? Would that have been acceptable?
1: Uh yeah, that would have been acceptable. Except that, would okay. accept that mm-hmm. when I did my student teaching, I hated it, and I, I, I went, got out of it. it was like, oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and back in my day, which I'm a, you know, I'm, I've been around a few decades. <laughs> um, but the, um, uh, you didn't get into the classroom until your last semester. So Mm -hmm. it was. I didn't realize that I was not going to want to be in the classroom um, until my last semester. So then I just switched. It wasn't a big deal. I just switched over to performance instead of uh, a teaching degree. And about let's see, when I had kids, funny that years later I actually did start teaching choirs at our church, and I love that. But that wasn't the classroom. Not
0: the the classroom. It's totally different. I kind of went through a similar experience. I was very insistent that I was not going to be a teacher growing up because there were several teachers in my family and it was kind of like a common thing and people were like oh teacher yeah you should definitely be a teacher you know grandparents teacher aunt teacher mom did some teaching on this uh-huh. teacher 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 and I was just like nope rebel not doing it not being a teacher and I have taught in some way or the other in almost every job that I have ever done but I have never taught in a formal classroom I have taught everywhere else. I've taught in nonprofits and and zoos and after school programs, but not regular day school. Yeah, and now I coach, which is just teaching grownups. It's, it's you know. It is. <laughs> it is. And and I so I am totally a teacher. I'm 100% maybe more a teacher, and I'm really great at teaching. I just didn't want to do that front of the classroom thing like I saw in third grade, and so that got stuck in my brain that I wasn't going to be a teacher. <laughs>
1: Yes, yep. we can be a little strong-willed. That—that's. I it. was definitely the strong-willed child. Were you? Were you the oldest in your family? By the way, I am. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's funny about that, isn't it? So you know, I don't like to just go along with all the things. You know, the zodiac signs and all that stuff. But I so fit all of those things. Isn't know? it weird <laughs> how I fit? Yeah. Yeah, it, sure is, it. it is. So yeah, yeah, I'm the oldest child. And and same with me. I've been a leader of women my whole life and I never saw it. I never even realized it until these last 10, 15 years. Yeah. You know, wherever I was and God again, that comes to the gifting that God gives us the talents uh, to be a leader. And and for me, it's always been a leader at teacher as well. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um that uh but for women, you know, because for some reason I um uh he that one of my other gifts is an encourager, so I can yeah. always see the good in other people. So I can always encourage. I mean, it's the greatest gift to have, you know.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. making people
1: feel good. I love it. Yes,
0: yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I know that you have some events that you run. How can people find you?
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I would love for you to come find me. That would be great. So um, I I am on Facebook, Delinda Lane, and it's an L-A-Y-N-E. It's how you spell the last name. And that's also my um, uh, website, DelindaLane.com. But I have a Facebook group of women called Fun, Fearless Female, Global Community of Christian Women. So if you are like-minded, come and join us. We are there to You know, I always like to say, you bring your gifts and talents to us, we'll bring, share ours with you, and we'll all just get better. We'll all just grow together. So I hold local lunches. Um, I hold uh, one or two big events a year um, and they're called Wow the World. So whether it's Wow the World 2023 or Wow the World 2024, um, I hold them and they're all about encouraging, lifting up and inspiring women to be all they're called to be. Because we each, every one of you that are listening, you are amazing. You're brilliant. You have been created specially for a purpose. And I want to encourage you to step into your God size stream. step in and shine. Shine is the person that you're created to be. And all my got, events, that's what they do.
0: Sorry. You've got a, a download. Yes. We talked about
1: choices. What's that download called? Okay. So it's called the keys to making better choices. And it just goes through a list of things to kind of look at and does talk uh, you know, a little bit on there about knowing your core value. Really know in your heart what is the core value that you're never going to veer off from, right? Yes. That's that's. The oh thing.
0: my gosh, that's so important. That is, is so important. Is. Once you know that, it's so much easier to make other decisions.
1: It is because like, we, you so know, easier. what I'll say as women in general, we sort of like to follow the shiny object. I mean, it's easy to like doing this and oh, well, this looks really good. I think I'll do that. But when we're looking and you're getting ready to make decisions does this line up with really who you are and what you want in your life first of all on your core value and then you know looking at and keeping because if we can keep more specific and if we can keep really focused on what we're all about It it does. It makes life so much easier.
0: It really does. And it I teach when I talk about this type of concept, I teach that it prevents that FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. Because you see the thing and you're like, oh, I gotta do that because I'm gonna miss out. And then oh, I gotta go do that one because I'm gonna miss out. And every time someone asks you, you think you have to say yes, otherwise you're gonna miss out. But if the thing they are asking you to is not aligned with your core value. It's not aligned with your goals. It's just dragging you off course. And you got to go, Oh, you know what? That's not in, that's not in my plan right now. And just keep going. And so easy when you know what your values are and when you're not sure, then you just get pulled everywhere.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And And it's okay to say no. Matter of fact, we need to be stronger and say no more often. I learned a great thing from my mother. and I I have a great mom. She's still alive at 93. I'm so blessed. And I was, uh, because I can do a lot, I often do do a lot, if that makes sense. Yes. And uh, my kids were little at this time and she was visiting the house and um, I was just talking about leading the children's choir and I was leading worship on Sunday morning and I was doing these things. And she said to me, so profound, she said, well, Delinda, do you think that maybe if you said no, it would give somebody else a chance? I mean, that got me in my heart. It's like, I would never want to take an opportunity from somebody else yeah. But I always felt well, if they're asking, they must need me, you know, so if they need me, I need to say yes. But no, that's not true.
0: You might God have just been the be first, the easy ask, the easy ask, that thought you'd say yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's
0: awesome. Thank you so much. This has been a, a great discussion. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. I just love it. I love talking to you. Yeah.
0: wow, you're listening all the way to the end? That is awesome. I don't like to half-ass things either. Sounds like we might get along well. Let's connect on social media. I'm at Cam Unfiltered. If you want to find out more about me first, you can visit my website, CamilleDiaz.com.